based on Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Amen? Don't get me wrong. I don't mean you, can't, you can sin all you want. That's not what I'm talking about. Listen to me good. Because of his grace, your sins have been covered. Washed away. Put as far as the east is from the west. Never to be remembered, Pam, again. Never. The word of God is powerful. Gee, the blood of Jesus is powerful. I don't know if that excites you, praise God, but I thank God. Where would I be without that great forgiveness, with great mercy, amen? Where would I be without his love and power? Amen. Father, we thank you for this morning as we get ready to receive this word this morning. I know your word is powerful. I know it's, it's because of the Holy Spirit that's here today that you're going to bring out this message. And I thank you and ask you to minister. If you turn with me to 2 Kings real quick. Uh, Chapter 4, God's a good God, amen, he's going to take care of us, he's going to meet our needs, amen. amen. There's just so much to learn, okay, and I had one brother tell me one time, you know, Lanny, when you feed the horse, you don't give him all the hay in one day. <laughs> one bale at a time, one bite at a time. I got news for you. I'm still eating, biting one bite at a time because I got so much to learn, so much to grow on, so much to change. But you know, I, I think God wants to show us something that if we be, we're patient and, and hungry, right, and ready to receive of the Lord, he's going to give us the things we have need of. And I'm basically talking spiritually, okay? Today is a message that I've, I've, I've just thought about and the question I want to ask you is your soul well remember I told you you sing that song is it well with your soul now I'm not here to judge people seriously I'm not I'm not you tell me everything's good I, I gotta accept that all right because I don't know the only way I can tell where you're at with the Lord it's what's coming out of your mouth. <laughs> now, wait, now, hold on. <laughs> Listen, when I get angry for no reason, it's not God. So I'm allowing some other spirit to influence me, right? So don't ask me when I'm working on that dump truck. And I'm, I'm frustrated, and I'm angry and say, is it well with your soul, brother? No, it's not. <laughs> Something ain't right. <laughs> the other day, I got, that's why you hear the sinus problem. I was in my attic the other day trying to put some ducks, fix some ducks and put a, a, a unit at my house. And look, I'll tell you what. Oh, when I was younger, I could climb in that attic. I can squeeze behind the, raft, the, 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 the ceiling tiles. I can walk in there. But, man, you should have saw me the other day. It ain't the same. <laughs> I tell you what, I came out soaking wet. I was sweating like a horse. But, you see, when I was younger, <laughs> I can maneuver my, my way in there pretty good. But not no more. I stayed a week, still hurting from one, uh, hurting my arm, trying to, you know, get in the cracks and through the boards and 
Oh my God. I, I, listen, I don't want to talk about that. It just discouraged me from preaching. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I got up. I was pretty feeling pretty good, singing little hymns and songs. And, and I look outside, and guess what? I look at one of my dump truck windows shattered. <laughs> But you know what? You can ask my wife. I held my peace. All I said, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> now we got to go buy a, a windshield, not a windshield, a, a, a side glass for one of the windows on the dump truck. All is well. <laughs> and I was stuck in a, all is well with my soul. <laughs> oh, Lord, that's some tests. You know what? I'm going to go back after I finish today, and that, the Lord's going to remind me. We're going to see how well he is with you. That's why I'm cautious, what I say. <laughs> Amen. Elijah, not Elijah, Elijah, the, 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 uh, the protege of Elijah. If you read 2 Kings, you find that Elijah was told by God to go over Jordan, and God was going to take him up in a chariot. And Elijah was the one. Listen, I tell people all the time, if you're going to serve God, you better kill that cow. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Listen, Elijah, Elijah saw Elijah farming. And Elijah made a, diff, a choice to follow the Lord. So Elijah didn't have to tell him, you better go in, you better burn that cow, and you better burn, kill that calf, and you got to burn that plow if you're going to follow me. And he, he went and he did all of that. He, he got rid of what would hold him back. Come on, somebody. How many of us like that? So many things are holding us back because we don't want to let go of the past. We don't want to let go of the things of this world. But anyway, he gets rid of his farm animals. He gets rid of his plow, and he follows Elijah. All of a sudden, God is calling Elijah home. So they go to Jordan, and what they do, they, they stand in there, and they got the other prophets, not just them, and and, and, and Elijah strikes the river Jordan with his mantle, or his, his, and, and it splits. And he walks over, and Elijah's following him. And Elijah said, what are you following me for? He says, where you go, I go. I want a double portion of what you have. Remember that story? So I'm, I, he said, okay, this is a hard thing you asked him, but when I go up, you, if you're right here, I say, wait for it, it's coming. And Elijah, Elijah, got a double portion of what Elijah had. And all of a sudden, this is the beginning of Elijah's ministry, okay? So Elijah is going through his walk with God. He meets, a few, I like, before this story I read, to you, I'm reading to you this morning, he meets with a, a bunch of uh, young kids. And they were making fun of him. And, and they knew that Elijah had went up. And they were going, they were, <laughs> that's like kids today. Man, they could be so snobby and ugly. They're telling Elijah, or Elijah says, uh, go up, bald head. <laughs> go up. Do like your, your master. Go up. And boy, got Elijah angry. And, and, and he calls some she bears. And, he, and, and, and you know what? The bears killed all of those kids because of their rebellion and mockery of the man of God. That's a tough one. Don't ask me how to explain it, but it was God. And all of a sudden he's going on and he's, he's got these, this lady he meets up with. She's, she's uh, 
she don't have no money. Her husband just died, and she had a, a you know, back then, if, if you owed a debt, they could take your children and sell them for the, to pay your debt. She had two sons. Then Elijah tells the woman, so what do you got in your house? <laughs> See, back then, what was worth money was oil, not motor oil. I'm talking about oil to cook with and light your, your candles with and stuff and, and your house with. And all of a sudden, he goes and she says, what have you got in your house? <laughs> and Elijah says, well, the woman says, well, I just got this little bit of oil and a little bit of dough. I'm going to make a cake. And we go eat it and my, me and my son are going to die. There was a famine in the land. He said, you go make me a cake. If you do that, and it's not that Elijah wanted her cake. <laughs> he said, that's a preacher for you. I'm going to take the last dollar. <laughs> that's the, he was testing her faith. She went, she did that, she gave it to him. And that, that barrel of oil never ran out. And she had dough in her barrel every time she went. And she was fed till the famine was over. That's our God. That's how he does it. He, he, listen, God don't need your money. <laughs> Listen to me. He's testing your faith. See, when we give to the Lord, it's a test of faith. And I'm going to talk to you with this. We talk about worship. It's a, it's a symbol of worship. It's where you, who you're honoring. Amen? So when you, when you give to the Lord, he's going to fill your barrel up with oil and bread. Come on, somebody. Think about that. I don't talk much about money. I just trust you know you have to help support the church and stuff. But really what you're doing, you're actually reaching out and sowing prosperity into your life. When others won't have, you will. Not because you're giving to me. You're giving to the Lord. Because God honors. And this lady's barrel never ran out. Her oil never ran out. How important is that? Now I'm going to this story. This is the one I really want to talk about. In, uh, I want to read, probably run verse, uh, verse 6. Where, where, where is my paper at? Okay, verse 8. Chapter four. Yeah, chapter 4. See, this is, uh, Elijah came, was coming, he was traveling. And this lady was always providing a place for Elijah. Give, her, give him a bed, give him a, 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 you know, whatever he needed during his travel. And Elijah realized how faithful, and he said, what can, what do you want? What do you want? She didn't even ask for anything. You know, many Christians, they go, Lord, I'll give this if you give me this. <laughs> Sometimes just being faithful or bring the blessings of God in your life. It will. I know I've been through it. I've done it. I've went to God, gave God something without asking anything in return. And I saw it come. I remember years ago when we added on to my little, that little room in Genesis. Uh, that was about $10,000. And you know what? We just was keeping on sowing. We were sowing into ministries. We were sowing into God's work. And all of a sudden... That little building was paid off. That little part was paid off in two weeks. Oh, yeah. One man came. 
He had collected some money. He gave us $10,000. You know? But God is faithful. Because he's going to honor your faithfulness, right? It says in verse, uh, what is it, verse 8? Okay, let me get my spot. Now it happened one day that Elijah went to Shimon, where there was a, a noble woman, and she, persu- she persuaded him to eat some food. So, so, so it was, as, I'm reading out of New King James, as often as he passed by, he would turn in there to eat some food. She said to her husband, look now. I know this is a holy man of God who passes by us regularly. Please let us make a small upper room. Let's build him a room on the wall. And let us put a bed for him there <laughs> and a table and a chair and a lampstand. So it will be when, whenever he comes to us, he could turn in there. And it happened one day that he came there and turned into the upper room and laid down there. And he said to Gehazi, that was his servant, Elisha's servant, call a Shulamite woman. And when he called her, she stood before him. And he said to him, say now to her, look, what have, you, have been, uh, you have been concerned for us with all this care. What can I do for you? Do you want me to speak on your behalf to the king? Or the commanders of the army? She answered, I dwell among my own people. I like her answer because, first of all, she didn't identify her need from the king. There was something about this woman that, that, that generated faith. See? He said, I'll, I'll get an army. I'll talk to the king. He had, you know, he had an influence on the king. He could get an army to protect her house and stuff like that. She didn't want none of that stuff. Why do you have to do something to get something? Most Christians are like that. They, they'll, 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 they'll do it just to get. To see how far they can get from God. We got things that happen. Preachers are doing all that stuff. And I'm not getting preached, mom. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the mentality of, of, of where the church is at. Give me get. You know what I'm saying? But she didn't ask for anything. She was just doing it because she believed he was a man of God. She believed that he was uh, called by God. She wanted to honor God by serving the man of God. Hallelujah. So she says here, so he said, what then? Where am I at? Verse 14. So he said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, actually she has no son. And her husband is old. Come on, somebody. She wanted a child, but she never said that. You understand what I'm saying? The servant of Elijah said to him, and the thing about her, she's not asking for anything. Why can't we do things for God without expecting anything? And he'll do it. Just That's just his nature. Do you come to church to get from God? Do you come to, you pay your tithes or pay offerings or, 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 or sing in the church and, or preach or whatever you do? What is, it, what is your purpose? What is the reason? Is it to worship God? Is it to honor God? When you give, especially. 
Is it to worship God? See, that's the mentality that the church has lost. Man, I feel the presence of God. I am here because I want to honor God. Why? What's wrong with that? Why there has to be anything added to that? My Lord, I feel like preaching. Amen. I'm here to honor God. You're here to honor God. You're not here to honor me. I appreciate you coming. I love when I see your faces, but you're not here to honor me. You see, that's the problem with the church. They think, well, I'm here to, to, to support the pastor, and that's good. I'm here to support the church. That's good, but you're not here to honor me. You're here to honor the Lord. You're not coming here to do things for me. You're coming here to, do, to honor the Lord. I like this lady's spirit, right? <laughs> She's not asking for anything. Matter of fact, the servant has to tell Elijah what she don't have. <laughs> Believe me, God knows what you don't have. And there's nothing wrong with asking. There's nothing wrong with knocking. There's nothing wrong with seeking. That's not what I'm talking about. Why can't we just do it because we love God? Huh? Does that make sense? So she's, verse 15, he said, call her. When they called her, she stood in the doorway. Then he said, about this time next year, you shall embrace a son. I had that happen to me already. <coughs> there was a lady, my wife's there. I was a young preacher. I just believed what I, was, what I was told. She couldn't have a baby. I said, this time, next year, you're going to have a child. She's going to be a girl. I'll be dog. 12 months later, there's a baby girl. <laughs> What's sad about it, she's not serving the Lord, I think, today. She couldn't have a baby. But God gave her a word. And you know what? She got her little baby. I'm not lying to you, boys. I should tell you the truth. That really happened. Because, you know, when the man of God speaks, it's not him that's speaking, it's God. Not him, you know what I'm saying? Not, he's not God, but he speaks the word of the Lord. So Gehazi tells Elijah, she don't have no son. Well, tell her, she's going to have a son next year, about this time. And look at her attitude. And I like it because it's, a, it's an attitude of humility. She didn't say, oh, man, it's about time, man. God, I deserve this. <laughs> oh, about time you come and check me out and give me what I want. Is he, you've been waiting long enough. She didn't have that attitude. She said this. And she said in verse uh, 16. No, no. I, yeah, well, at first, uh, yeah. And she said, no, my Lord, don't tell me this if it ain't going to happen. Huh? No, my Lord, men of God, do not lie to your maidservants. I've been praying for this for years. She was just tired. She probably just gave up. She just decided she was just going to do what's right. Don't lie to me. How many of you had a preacher talk to you and said, we're well, going to get this from God. Don't lie to me. You know, I said, that ain't going to happen. Don't promise something, you ain't, it ain't going to happen. Fortunately, a lot of preachers that are doing that. But she said, don't lie to me. There must have been something that was birthed in her heart a long time ago. And she was waiting and waiting. It might have been years and years and years. She was, Where am I going to have a baby? Where am I going to have a son? Where am I have, when, when can I give a son to my husband? She said, don't lie to me. 
Listen, I'm not lying to you this morning. I'm telling you, God is able. It might seem impossible, but God is able. My Lord, I'm not the one that makes that promise. I'm the, just a preacher. <laughs> That's all I am. I'm just the messenger. I'm not the messenger. God, I'm here representing Jesus. Can I see him over and over? This is not my church. This is not my ministry. This is God's house. This is God's word. I'm a representative of Jesus Christ. I'm here to tell you a word from the Lord. If God tells you something, it's true. It's not a lie. How long has this lady been waiting for this child? She didn't go tell Elijah, I want a baby. She just waited. And all of a sudden, God saw her cry in her heart. You remember John the Baptist when he was conceived? Elizabeth, for a long time, she, she considered it a reproach not to have a child. A woman back then, it's not like the women today. If they couldn't bear children, it was a reproach to them. They, they, they thought it was a shame for them not to be able to give have birth to children. So John the Baptist, the, the angel, well, appeared to Zacharias and said, you, your wife Elizabeth's going to have a child. Come on, somebody. And he doubted. So he couldn't talk. Remember that story? God struck him and he couldn't talk till John the Baptist was born. Have you seen Lizzie lately, Lord? She's an old bag, man. She, she can't have no babies. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, Ray, don't doubt the Lord. Good afternoon. You better get up like I'm crazy. All right. Hey. A son. <laughs> but the woman conceived and bore the son. And when the appointed time had come of, of which Elijah had told her. And the child grew. Now, I don't know how many years this, 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 this child, how old this child was. He could have been probably up to 20 years old. So you got to read the Bible. Sometimes the Bible has it's got a span of time where it's, it's, you know, he just was born, now he grew. <laughs> so he was in the field with his daddy. And they were working the field. And he says here, watch. Verse 18, and the child grew. And it happened one day when he went, in, went out to his father, to the reapers. His father said, and he said to his father, my head, my head. Probably some form of sunstroke. Some, 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 the sun got to him. He did and he was dying. And he did die, okay? Now you got to remember, this lady is waiting on God. She got this child and he grew. She's, she's maybe up to 20 years old. I'm just saying that, but I'm just using that number. And she's watching him grow. She's, she's nourishing him. She's feeding him. She's... She's doing all of that. She's got him working with, her, with his dad in the field. And all of a sudden, on a hot day, he evidently catches some form of sunstroke. The heat got him. Then the father says, take him back to his mother. The child grew and happened one day when he went out to his father, to the reapers. His father, and he said to his father, my head, my head. So he said to the servant, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon 
and he died. My Lord. <laughs> you know, you read stories in the Bible. That's some kind of you don't want, like to read. But thank God God's not finished yet. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It might look like, like the end. My promised child, the man that God said I'd have, gave it to me, and God's taken him away. You know how many young people are dying today? Larry Boudreau. He lost his 32-year-old son, 31. Lost him. Died this week. I can't think of Boog dying or, or, or Isaac. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> you better pray for your kids, man. You better pray that God's hands on their lives because Satan wants to kill them. And it's happening too often. But you know, God has a promise for the children that he's, he, that's under him that if you would trust him, amen, even if they're not living so right. Because they're going to be that your grace is going to be upon them. Your protection is there. I, 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 let me say, I have a daughter right now, my oldest daughter. I worry about her. But you know what? I got to remember that God has promised me my children. I'm not losing one. So I got confidence in that God is going to save her. When you pray from this, don't say, I hope so. No, it's coming. I'm not losing one child. I'm not losing one grandchild. Unless you can say, well, you're dreaming, brother. You can't this. They can all be saved. Every one of them. If I can, if I can believe God for it. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And that's just where, I, that's, what I, that's what I believe. And it's in, in verse uh, 21. And she went up and laid him, what? On the man of God's bed. <laughs> That same little bed that she was building for life. She said, I'm going to put him on the man of God's bed. And, and you go get the donkeys and you go get service. You go, and let's go. Let's go find this man of God. Let me share something with you. If a man of God can't produce what God says, and I'm talking about an operation of what he says, he's not going to be servant of the Lord. If I can't, if I could just talk about God... And I'd be able to demonstrate what I believe. And when the power of God is out of the church, God is out of the church. Come on, somebody. When the Holy Spirit is not in the church, it's not God's church. I know it's a strong, listen, I read scriptures like it says, you know, about, about the, uh, in the last days, you know, uh, they'll have a form of godliness. But the Bible says, uh, deny the power thereof. From such turn, I know mainstream denominations don't want the Holy Spirit, don't want healing, don't want <coughs> deliverance. They don't want. They, they, they just want to be sitting in church, just listening to the preacher tell them words. There's no Holy Ghost. There's no Jesus. I'm. I'm. I'm a, listen, I don't care what denomination. I don't care if it's here even. If we can't let the Holy Spirit have its way, and do what it's called to do, it's not God's church. This woman. Went straight to the man of God's bed, laid her child down, and let's go look for the man of God, okay? Let's go look for him. And his mother said to the servants, carry him to the, carry him to the mother, first 21. And he, and he went and laid her, she went and laid him on the man of God's bed. Shut the door upon him and went out. And she called her husband and said, please send me one of the young men and one of the donkeys. That I may run, not, 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 I may run 
I mean, run to the man of God and come back. All right? Listen, it wasn't the man of God she was running to. It was the power that he had, the faith, the demonstration of the power of God in his life. She knew he was a man of God. She knew if he'd go there, God would move. I mean, no, God would do something. He, she ran. She got that donkey. She got that service saying, I got to go now. I got time to, t- to mess around. God says, go, go. She ran to the man of God, to Elijah. So he said, where are you going to him today? He said, it, it is neither the new moon nor the Sabbath. She said, it is well. <laughs> What do you mean it is well? Your son is dead. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Your son died. How can you say it is well? Where are you going, woman? What are you going to do? He's dead. All she said, it is well. My Lord, I don't know if you listen to me today. Listen, no matter what trouble comes your way, if you trust the Lord, you're going to say, it's well. <laughs> Come on. If there's some sickness in your body, if there's some affliction in your life, you got to stop it as well. <laughs> how many say, uh, listen, how many believe what I'm saying this morning? If you as a Christian would stand up and say, whatever you face, it is well. God has it. Praise God. No matter what, it's going to work to the good of them that trust the Lord. Everything God does is good. Everything God does is right. It don't matter if it takes a heartache to get there. He'll do it. My God, you talk about an awesome God. I don't understand it. <laughs> I've walked through some tough times in my life, and I tell you what, I'm glad I did now. Right now, I can say it, so it's well. (laughs) I didn't like them. I didn't like to go through the trials. I didn't like to go through the tests. I talked about it last week, about being under the shadow of God's wings, amen? I didn't like when problems came. I didn't, listen, I I blamed the devil sometime, and it was God all the time, amen? God trying to bring me in a place where I can fellowship with him and understand his ways. The greatest gift you're going to have is the assurance that God is in your life and God is going to take care of everything you're going through. Amen. It is well, she said. Where are you going, woman? It is well. Your son's dead. It is well. <laughs> Come on. Somebody. Oh, man, that'll preach. How many are going through something right now? Amen. And you don't have to tell me. There's something spiritually happening in your life. You don't understand it. And if you say, God, I'm trusting you, it is well. It is well. It is well. Now, sometimes we bring things up on ourselves. I heard a story one time. It's a little, kind of a little illustration. The devil was on the step, doorsteps of the church. And he was crying. <laughs> devil was crying. On the, he said, what's the matter? And the one man came, what's the matter, Mr. Devil? He said, all them people got problems and they're blaming me. <laughs> Sometimes we bring it upon ourselves. That's not well. <laughs> That's where confession and repentance comes in. We make a mistake. Lord, forgive us. Now I'm trusting you to fix whatever I messed up. Come on, somebody. It is well. I know you're quiet. You're listening real good today, right? <laughs> in verse uh, 25. I guess that's where I'm at. Yeah, verse 24, I'm sorry. Then she said, she saddled a donkey, 
said to our servant, drive, go forward. Don't go, don't go to the side. Don't stop at Walmart. Don't stop at Winn-Dixie. Go. <laughs> Hurry up. <laughs> a lot of Christians get messages from God. They say, well, I got to stop getting me a sandwich first. <laughs> go. <laughs> Go, go. He said, do not slack. Slacken our our, our pace. Slacken the pace for me unless I tell you, go, go, go. And she departed and went to the man of God at Mount Carmel. So it was when the man of God saw her afar off that she said to his servant, Gezizai, Gehazi, look, I'm going to get it right. <laughs> Gehazi, there we go. You know, I said that name so many times. <laughs> no, 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 I can't even say it. Gehazi, that was his name. See, this is the guy that when Naaman, the Syrian, came, he had leprosy. If you ever read the Bible, you're going to find that as you read the first Kings. He had leprosy. And uh, they send the, the, the Syrian to Elijah. And when, when he got to the door, he told, Elijah said, go tell Gehazi, go tell the man to jump in the lake. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> well, really, that's what happened. Go dip seven times in the River Jordan. Gehazi was a leper. The fingers and nose would fall off when you get leprosy. That was a, that was a sign of sin. So the, the soldier, the, the Syrian soldier guy, he was mad. He said, ain't there no better lakes over there in our country? I'll go jump in the Henderson Bayou somewhere? <laughs> half cesspool, <laughs> half contaminated. <clears throat> and look. <laughs> he said, the little servant, he said, well, if he'd have told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you have done it? <laughs> so I guess so. So he went up himself in the River Jordan, came back seven times, dipped him, he was made perfect, brand new fingers, brand new skin. Then, then he goes back to Elijah, he says, here, here, man, I'm going to pay you, man. I'm going to give you garments and gold and silver. And Elijah said, I don't want your money. <laughs> Listen, praise God, it's not always about taking things from people. Come on. So I don't want your money. So he left. Then that same guy right here, Gehazi. He said, man, that's an opportunity. My master must be a nut. The man's rich. So he goes, oh, the master said, you'll take this and come to find out when he got back with all that stuff he got from that Syria, he got cursed. Because he said, Gehazi, what were you doing? He said, that, that, that plague, that, that leprosy that was on him, now it's going to be on you now. And this is the same guy <laughs> that's going to meet this lady. Ain't God good? Give me a little Bible lesson before we finish. <laughs> All right. Now the Shilamite woman, please run to meet her. Talk about his eye in verse twenty-six. Say to her, "Is it well with you?" I'm asking you the same question. Is it well with you this morning? <coughs> Excuse me. Is it well with you this morning? Now I would automatically talk about our spirit. Because when, when, I, when as, a, as a minister, as a preacher, I want to know if you, you're living right with God. Uh, 
I can look at you and say, she's doing pretty good. He's doing pretty good. Look like they're fine. But inside, there's something you know ain't right. So God is asking us, is it well with you? Of course, God knows all things. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, confession does a lot for the spirit. You know, just, just listen, I, I ain't got time to play around with pride and arrogance in my life. I, listen. I ain't going to let people know I got this and nothing's wrong with this. And I'm gonna, Listen, I ain't got time for that stuff. I want to know, is it well with Lanny? Is my spirit right with the Lord? <clears throat> Believe me, I'm not picking on anybody. But it's a question we need to ask ourselves today, personally. If you would stand before God, is it well with your soul? Is your life right with God? And all of a sudden... I ain't going to be much longer. Where was that? Somebody tell me. <laughs> Please run to meet her and say to her, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? What did she say, Yvette? Stop right there. She said, it is well. Your son is dead. You're here to plead the man of God. To come and raise him up. She that wasn't that, but she she denied her son's debt. She just had faith to believe. She knew what was going to happen already. Oh, we got faith like that. And I told somebody last night. I said, you know what the problem we have? We need God's faith. <clears throat> what does that mean? God's faith doesn't question. God's faith, things move. All right, things happen. You know, our faith. I hope so. I, I, I I'm praying. You know, you've had people say, well, <clears throat> all you have to do now is pray. Well, I said, well, no, I, all we have to do is believe God right now. Pray. Yeah. You're, not, you're not talking with a, with a, with a you're not, when you're praying for someone, especially somebody in a hospital or sick or something. <clears throat> well, all we can do now is pray. Doesn't sound right to you? I know we got to pray, but how, does there faith in what we're saying? Oh, if we stop and say, I'm going to pray. Yeah. I'm going to pray. All we got to do is pray. What sounds better to you? I'm going to pray. All is well. <laughs> Something's going to happen because God said it, right? Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Y'all shout or something. Amen. Out or something. Hallelujah. Praise God. <clears throat> I'm going to pray. All we have to do is pray. All we got left is prayer. I was hearing a story one time. There's a... Uh, a little guy was, fell off a cliff and he grabbed onto a branch. He was hanging on for his life. Somebody hollered to him, listen, my name is, I'm God. If you let go, I'm going to catch you. You know what he said? Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> Come, ain't that what we do? We say, well, all we got to do is to, left is to pray. <laughs> Is anybody, is there another answer? Is there somebody else up there? <laughs> You've done that already, Yvette? <laughs> is there anybody else up there? God said, Yvette, I'll catch you. <laughs> Lady, I'll catch you. <laughs> is there anybody else up there? <laughs> okay. I must go on before I make somebody mad. <laughs> it is well. Now, when she came to the man of God at the hill, she caught him by his feet. But Gehazi 
came near to push her away. The man of God said, let her alone. For a soul is deeply distressed or grieved, and the Lord has hidden from me. And I told him, now listen, a preacher don't know everything, all right? Sometimes God don't tell the preacher everything. Sometimes they'll come, and they'll, and they'll, they want prayer, and they're hurting, and, they say, and I don't know the answer, praise God. See, we have to understand that we're, listen, a preacher is not God. Elijah was not God. Before, you know, he, God revealed it to him. But you know what? I don't know what's a problem. She says it's well. <laughs> she says everything's good. Okay. So, verse 28. So she said, I didn't, did I ask a son from, from my Lord? You, you, listen, I didn't ask for this boy. <laughs> Come on. You gave him to me, Lord. You gave me this boy. I didn't go and beg for a son. Now you're going to take him away? No, he didn't take him away. <laughs> Listen, I don't understand the mind of God. I'm going to tell you right now, there's things God does don't seem to make sense to me, praise God. Why would God give you something and take it away? Huh? All right. And his eye, where am I at? 29. 29. <laughs> then said Gehazi, yourself, get yourself ready. He told Gehazi, uh, Elijah told take my staff in your hand and be on your way. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. Don't stop for grandma. Don't stop for grandpa. Don't stop for Walmart. Like I said, don't stop for Wayne Dixie. Go. I'm telling you, Go. And if anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay my staff on the, on the face of the child. Now, Gehazi took Elijah's staff and he went to the boy and he laid the staff over him. But something happened. He didn't rise. Now, watch. I'm telling you something that because why am I reading that? Look, at, this is the same guy that had leprosy cursed on him. Because Gehazi had problems with unbelief. See what I'm saying? See, Gehazi was Elijah's right-hand man, but you don't see him doing what Elijah's with Elijah. Because he didn't believe God. Come on, somebody. I don't know if he was following him for a good meal or uh, popularity. I don't know what he was following. But you know what? He went and he... Said, so go take this staff, put my staff on the top of the boy. What was that for? Well, apparently, if he'd have had faith, he'd have come back. But his eye was all mixed up. So he sends him, but he didn't come back to life. Verse 30. Well, where am I again? <laughs> I need some help this morning. If you meet anyone, let me read verse 29. If you meet anyone, don't greet him. Anyone greets you, do not answer him. But lay the staff on the face of the boy. And the mother of the child said, as the Lord lives, as, my, as your soul is, I will not leave you. He's talking about the woman, the, the Shulamite woman talking to Elijah. I'm not leaving you. You come. Listen, I ain't getting up from this place till you come with me. 
Boy, when you have faith like that, huh? What if you say today, you're dealing with some God, I ain't, I ain't leaving until I get an answer. I ain't leaving you till it happens. Oh, <laughs> this almost sounds like you believe this stuff. Yes, I do. I do believe it. You're looking for a preacher to get the answer, you can forget it. You're looking for a church to give you the answer, you can forget it. I'm talking about an answer for, to prayer. I want God to come with me. I want God to be with me. I'm not leaving till God says he's coming. Now, she's talking about Elijah, but there's a principle in that. You know what I'm saying? I know you have the spirit of the Lord, and, I, and I'm not going to get an answer from anything else. See, when you put your confidence in a man, you're gonna, he's going to fail you. But put your confidence in the spirit of God that's in the man, then something happens. Amen? Amen. And he goes on, verse 30, and the mother's child said, As the Lord liveth, and as my soul liveth, I am not leaving you. So he rose and followed her. Now Gehazi went on ahead and laid the staff on the face of the child, but what happened? There was, ne there was neither voice nor hearing. Therefore he went back to meet him and told him, saying, The child has not awakened. Then Elijah came into the house. There was a child was laying on the bed. And he went into there, shut the door behind the two of them and prayed to the Lord. And when he laid, his, he laid himself on the child, he put his body on top of him. I'm telling you a true story. Boogie was small. Most of y'all remember when we came to church here, he couldn't eat. And I didn't even know this story. I was a young Christian. I, I had no understanding of all that. And he was in his bed. He couldn't eat. And all of a sudden, the Lord said, you put yourself on top of him. And it was strange for me because, I mean, seriously, I laid my body on top of his body. And me and Janice was going through a trial. and My son was going to die. That one that you saw this morning preaching up here, he was going to die. And, brothers, I'm telling you the truth. I prayed. And when I got up, you know what he told me? Daddy, I'm hungry. Look at him now. I feel the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, I, 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 things like that, you can only see in a testimony because it happened. I, I, didn't, I didn't know this stuff in the Bible. I was just a young Christian. Boogie was a little baby. A little boy. He was maybe two, three, maybe. And the minute I got off of his, I just laid myself, a big old boy like me. I didn't hurt him. So I'm hungry, Daddy. I mean, right, my wife is right there. All, and you know what? Those kind of things you're going to carry with you as you grow in the Lord. Because you, those are testimonies of this is real. Of course, he wasn't dead. But he couldn't eat. Yeah, he did die when he was a, young, a baby. He was a baby. He died. Died in the hospital. But God brought him back. But watch. And he said uh, in verses 36, I think I can Gehazi uh, said, call the Shulamite woman. Told Gehazi, and he called her. 
Well, I missed the whole passage. Let me see. 35. And he returned and walked back and forth. He got, so he prayed on the boy, got off of him, walked back and forth, prayed again, got back on him again. Actually put his mouth against his mouth. That's a strange thing, right? He returned and walked back and forth in the house and again went up and stretched himself out on him. And the child, achoo, sneezed. <laughs> Seven times. You remember, uh, I told you the story just a little bit about, about, about Naaman? Seven. Dipped seven times. Seven is God's number. Yeah. It is. We hear seven a lot in the Bible. Seven years of tribulation that's coming on the earth. When God's going to finally purify the earth of the devil and his lies. At the end of the tribulation period, seven years. That's God's number. And he says, and seven times he, and the child opened his eyes. <laughs> And he called Gehazi and said, call the Shulamite woman. So he called her. And when she came in to him, he said, pick up your son. She went on and fell at, fell at his feet and bowed to the ground. Then she picked up her son and went out. I was, can you close your Bible a minute for, for right now? Well, I'll finish reading for you. There was a man. Back in 1869, something like 70s, uh, he was associated with, with uh, not Billy Sunday, uh, D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was preaching in England, in Ireland, places like that he was preaching. And this man was rich. He, 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 was, a, uh, he was a lawyer, four daughters and his wife. And the, and, and the man... Uh, had it all. He had everything that he needed. Sometimes your life can change that quick. And all of a sudden, there was a great fire called the Great Fire of Chicago. Uh, and if you ever heard of it, it burned almost half the city. The man's business, everything he had burnt. And all of a sudden, he picked up his wife. He says, you know what? I got a few little things I got to do. Let's go meet uh, D.L. Moody. He sent his uh, daughters and his wife on a boat ahead of him to go toward England. So he was going to meet them after. And all of a sudden, nine days or ten days, somebody ended the journey, the ship hit another ship and sunk and drowned his four daughters. <laughs> and his wife... She survived, and she was, she, they picked her up, with a, somebody in the boat picked her up, and she called, and I guess they, well, they did the, 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 the little code stuff, or Mars call, I don't know how they done it. She, she located him and got him, told him what happened. You know what he said? It is well. <laughs> it is well. <laughs> it is well. He came and met her. El Moody came to meet him. He was grieving. And all of a sudden, they came back to Chicago. And they had another son. A few days before he made five years old, Sister Kathy, he died of yellow fever. It is well. <laughs> Ooh, I feel the presence of God. <laughs> 
And he, he got angry at God. And he started getting into strange doctrines. He stopped believing in hell. He started, he went, he, matter of fact, he was more focused on the coming of, of, the, of the Lord. So he went to Jerusalem and he started a sect over there, like a cult, I guess. And all of a sudden, you know, he, he was over there believing some strange doctrine. He's, his heart had got hard. And he died over there. But the, the, he wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul. Then the man that wrote the chorus for the song, he was a believer. He came back and he sang it. Or somebody sang it. And he got on a train with his wife. He left his two kids with, with, the, with the parents or whatever. And it, it was cold in Chicago. They was traveling back, I guess. And the train got on a bridge and collapsed into the freezing water. <laughs> it is well. <laughs> and what got me about the whole thing, the train was on fire. And, it, and he had got out. The game was Phillips, the guy that wrote the tune for the song. And he goes back, and his wife is in a twisted metal, and the train's on fire. And guess what happens? He stays with her. He could have ran away. He died with his wife. Watched her die, burned the life boat off him. He would not leave his wife. There are seven people that had to die for that song to come to pass. We think, we think going through trials and tests, some of the best songs, Amazing Grace, is well with my... If you f- go read those stories of these, these songs. They took hardship to get these songs to the people because God had birthed it in that a lesson for us to learn. And you know what? We think because we're going through something, oh, God don't love us. God has forsaken us. That's not true. It is well... <laughs> It is well. I, listen, no matter what you go through, if you're a Christian, a believer, child of God, it's well. It's, it's going to work out for the good. See, in, in, in our modern life, we see everything planned out. I want it this way, and it's going to go this way, and that's how it's going to happen. That's not how it works with the Lord. My thoughts are not God's thoughts, and my ways are not God's ways, okay? Seven people horribly died. To get that one song to you. That song's over 100 something years old, still singing it in churches all over the, all over the country, man. Little uh, Gene, put that song on for me. I want you to hear it. And just bow your heads a minute, and I want you to listen to it. But this is coming from a broken man. <laughs> a man, two men that have went through the suffering and the death. It didn't come cheap to get this song to us. But thank God we sing it today. Huh? You got it, Gene? Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Let's wait a minute. I want you to listen. It is well with my soul. My God. I don't know. I feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. A little louder, Gene. Sin death my way When sorrows like sea billows roll 
help us, Jesus. It's well with my soul. With my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. Yes, Lord. Though Satan should buffet, though trial should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Oh, Lord Jesus. It is well. my soul it's well with my soul Lord God it is well it is well with my soul my sin all the bliss of this glory my sin not in part but the by the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, people listen on the internet and I want to talk to them a minute. If you're having these trials and you're going through something and you feel like your life's fixing to be destroyed, remember, it's well if you trust the Lord with your soul. It is well with your soul. God loves you today, okay? Listen to me, y'all. And he doesn't, he doesn't walk away when things get bad. 
And he doesn't walk away when things get hard. Because God has a plan for your life and he's going to bring victory in your life. He's going to bring victory in your life. They're going to look at you and they're going to say, well, you're having so much trouble. All you got to say is, well, with my soul. Come on, somebody. I'm facing problems. It's well with my soul. <laughs> all is well. Well, how can you say that? Your baby's all dead. Your child is gone. Everything is wrong. Everything's falling apart. It is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. Come on, somebody. It is well with my soul. Is it well with your soul? I feel the presence of the Lord. I thank God. When God preaches, when I preach, it don't matter. It ain't, got nothing, it ain't worth it. But when the Holy Ghost preaches, it is well. Victory's coming. We're going to rejoice not very soon. Very soon from now, the Lord's coming back. We're going to be with our loved ones. We're going to be with those that, are hurt, that went on before us. We're going to, you know what? Everything's going to be good. There will never be sickness and disease. There will never be COVID or whatever we're dealing with now. There will be no, no bills. There will be nothing. Everything will be well with our soul. Because if you can say it's well with my soul, then that victory is yours. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. This world ain't going to stop you. <laughs> Because the world ain't going to give you what's well with your soul. God's going to give it. you got to say, is it well? Yes. Shulamite woman, they ask him, is it well? Yes, it is well. That's where fate works. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Yes. Hallelujah. Let's stand up, praise God. I, I can preach all afternoon, but let's, let's just go. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, is it well? Lord, we thank you for t this morning, Lord. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. And I pray, God, as everybody goes out this morning, that they can say, it is well with my soul. Lord, let everything be well with our souls this morning. Draw us close to you, Father. I thank you for this day. And Lord, I pray for those that are listening over the internet, Lord God, that they would receive. It is well. It is well. It is well. I just got a picture of... Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she was watching Jesus die, and her heart was broken. She saw her son paying for the sins of the world. It is well. He settles it. He paid that debt. I'm not talking about the Catholic Mary. I'm talking about the Mary of the Bible, the, the godly one that God has, has used. She, she watched his body be broken. She watched, and the disciple John was with her. She, they watched him being torn apart. They could say it as well. It wasn't a pretty picture. It wasn't something nice. It was horrible. But even in that bloodshed, even in that persecution of our Lord, nailing to the cross, it is well. Amen? It is well. It is well. Because thank God he did it. Because if he wouldn't, it wouldn't be use of us being here this morning. Amen?